Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, April the 16th, 2022. And believe it or not, the real NBA playoffs are here. Yeah. And phenomenal four-game NBA slate today, playing from 1 p.m. Eastern all the way through until late evening. So this is our time to shine here at Coach Talk. We're extremely excited and uh, I get to start off the very first NBA Playoffs podcast, the one and only Josh Crash Davis. How are you this morning, Josh? Doing well, Coach. Um, enjoyed the games yesterday like we were just talking about, and um, there's nothing like the NBA Playoffs, so I'm, I'm so ready for them to start today. Yep, yep, and I have to check for my box of Kleenex here to wipe Dirk's tears yeah. over there because no Luca today. Can you believe that? That's, that's that's tough you know and at least it's not like the um the clippers with paul george because that was a one and done you know at right. least the mavericks will actually have a chance to you know if they if they fall in this first game get back in the series when luca comes back so i hope it's sooner than later although you know dawson sent me a, a picture and it was luca in a boot oh wow so that's um, not a good thing yeah you never know i mean we thought as Bucks fans, we thought Giannis was done after game four, whatever it was in the finals last year. And then he came back and just tore it up. So uh, we'll see. Got to, you yeah. know, win and survive and move on. That's the the theme. But uh, yeah. we're going to bring you every single uh, NBA playoff game. And again, you know, the last two years here at Coach Talk, for those of you that are members or have been part of it, this has been our hottest six week stretch of the entire season of our year, I should say, of, mm -hmm. of uh, getting hot and, you know, cracking that 70% winning percentage. So we expect, not just hope, we expect to do that again this year. If you want to join us, by the way, dfscoachtalk.com is where you want to go. Uh, also want to thank our presenting sponsor for this podcast. It is Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com, sign up with the promo code COACHTALK, and you get dollar for dollar match on your first hundred dollar deposit. All right, we're not going to play around. We're giving you everything today. We're going to do it fast so everybody can listen before the one o'clock lock time for the four game slate. We're going to go over the games briefly, talk about mm -hmm. you know who's in, who's out, all of that information. Then we're going to give you each our top prize pick play of the day for the NBA, and we're going to quickly build a two brains are better than one FanDuel lineup for you. Uh, to have on this first day of the playoffs. All right, here we go, my friend. We're diving in head first, no messing around. Utah Jazz at the aforementioned Dallas Mavericks. It's Utah minus five on the road because no Luka. Uh, mm. Only 209 and a half, which let's mention this right now because this is where we have to really weigh how much exposure we want to these games. Yeah. The first game, Utah-Dallas, is 209.5. The second game, Minnesota-Memphis, is 236. Now, that's substantial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Toronto-Philly, 216. And Denver-Golden State, 222.5. So keep that in mind as we're buzzing through these four games. So again, Utah by five, 107.25 implied for Utah, 102.25 uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, the only person out for Utah is Trent Forrest. Three guys out for Dallas, Nilakina, Hardaway, and some 
dude by the name of Luca uh, is also out. So the big question here, here is, do you not focus much on this game because of the low total? Do you expect somebody to pick up the slack from Luca? What's your initial look here? Yeah, that's the that's the direction that I'm leaning right now. I think that this this game, um, I don't know if it's going to completely blow out, but I think it could get away, you know, from us a little bit if we went too heavy in this game. And I'm a little concerned about that. And it's just kind of hard to know how these teams are going to stack up without Luca playing. Uh, with it being the playoffs now, you know, it's going to be played differently. The matchups are going to be played differently. So. Yeah, I do want to play light in this game. Um, I guess my top play from Dallas would be Jalen Brunson. That would probably be the key guy. It seems like he's been the most successful against Utah without Luka in the lineup. And right. um, and really, I don't really see a lot on Utah as far as them with their prices, you know, the hitting the value that, that meets their price. Right. I mean, Mitchell averaged about 38 fantasy points. That's not enough at 8-3 or whatever he is. Right. Um, Gobert, you know, he's had 35, 36 fantasy points. So these guys, you know, they're in the 8K price range and they're not hitting value at that price. So I guess the one play um, that I do like a little bit would be Bohong Bogdanovich. Um, he had about 30 DraftKings points a game against Dallas this year. And he's 5,700 on FanDuel, 5,400 on DK. And there's not a ton of mid-range and value product, you know, plays in this slate. So those are the kind of plays that I would look to in this matchup. Yeah, no, good take. I mean, for me, I, I have a little more interest in this game. Uh, okay. I know it's contrarian. People are going to say, oh, it's because you're a Mavs fan. No, absolutely not. As you know, and our listeners, or maybe if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, you know, I, I put all that aside. I don't care who my favorite team is, my favorite players, the time of the games. It's a late game. So who cares? You just mm -hmm. you build the best lineups. And yeah. looking at this game completely, you know, focused on what it is, I understand the possessions will be down, the totals down, and I think Vegas is right to set that lower. But I don't think this is a throwaway game. I think that that amount of usage that Luca has, which is absolutely enormous, mm -hmm. it is up there at the top of the heap here. We're talking, you know, more than hardened, uh, Embiid type of range, uh, Joker kind of range, etc. Yeah. So this is no joke. That has to go somewhere. And I think it directly goes to Dinwiddie and Brunson. Uh, Dinwiddie will step into that starting lineup. He's done well for them when he's done it. I think you could play either one. I don't recommend playing both because it's just a lot of eggs in one basket, if you will. Mm -hmm. The other guy that, that really seems to do well is Dwight Powell. When mm -hmm. Luca's out, I know he's great hooking up with Luca on the lobs, but when Powell's out, they play faster. And we've yeah. talked about that before. Uh, you know, it's all Luca ball, which it should be when he's in, but when he's out, they push the ball. And Dwight Powell is a transition score. He's not mm -hmm. a half-court score. Yeah. Just, you know, other than the pick, high pick and roll for lobs, he's going to get a lot on transition, putbacks, that kind of thing. Sure. So I'm not adverse to having, you know, a Brunson-Powell lineup or something of that nature okay. and getting after it a bit in this first game. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, you know, I don't think it blows out. It's at Dallas. I do think Utah's probably going to come out with a win here. 
again, you know, against the Luca Luca less Dallas team. But I don't think it's a, a crazy shot to go with either Mitchell or Gobert. Not both again. You can't put all your salary into this game. But you know, if they do win and they win, you know, even if it's by ten or whatever, they're going to stick with their main guys. They're going to go the big minutes. Mitchell is by far the highest usage shots, etc., assist ratio. Even with Conley and Mitchell still controls most of that usage. And then we know Dallas struggles against bigs and Gobert, you know, should have 15 rebounds today mm-hmm. uh, without much of, you know, much of an issue. So, yeah, I know it sounds contrarian and again, it's has nothing to do with my Mav Mavs fan for life uh card that I carry. Yeah. But I do think that uh, a Mitchell Gobert or maybe, you know, both doubtful, both. And then, you know, a combination of two of the Dinwiddie, Brunson and Powell, just because their usage and numbers are going to, you know, triple with Luca out. So right. I like this first game crash okay. as much as it uh, sounds a little odd. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely like Brunson. Um, I don't want you to think I don't want to have any Dallas Mavericks in this game. He had 43 DraftKings points against the Jazz earlier this year without Luka, and he had 44 with them. So it really didn't seem to matter whether he was in the lineup or not. Brunson exactly. had a few good games um, against Utah. So I definitely like Jalen Brunson. And, um, you know, I can see the Dwight Powell play too because, like you said, when Luka's in there, they play a slower pace. And when he's not, they speed it up, which favors his game. So I can. And the sweet part about it is, what, you know, three something. How much is he? Dinwiddie's six three, Brunson seven two, which are no, reasonable. I'm talking about Powell. And Powell's five two. Oh, five two. Okay, so it's not a giveaway. Okay, yeah. So you got to think about it, and then Gobert at eight, and Donovan Mitchell eight one. So it's not mm-hmm. like you're paying ten k for those guys either. Right. Right. So yeah. It's it's worth a definite uh, consideration, no question about it. Yeah. All right, we go right from this game to the highest scoring game on the uh, on the card here. Mm-hmm. It's Minnesota Timberwolves at the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis is minus six and a half. It's a two thirty six total. One fourteen point seven five implied for Minnesota. One twenty one point two five implied for Memphis. As far as people. Uh, Questionable here, it's Torian Prince for Minnesota. If he plays, he will steal a few minutes from some of those guys in the rotation. Not a ton, but I expect him to play. And then Killian Tilly's the only guy out for Memphis. So both teams at full tilt. And if you notice two crash before I throw this over to you, I'm not going over my normal stats of uh, yeah. pace and defensive because everything's anymore. different. Right. Yeah, Throw matter. those in the garbage. You got full teams in. Yeah. A lot of those stats got skewed by playing all these G League guys down the stretch. Right. This is like, you know, here's what we got. This is what's rolling out. Now what, mm-hmm. what can you do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So what do you what's your take on T Wolves Grizz? Um, you know, the, this is pretty shocking to me, honestly. D'Angelo Russell, if you've seen the numbers he put up against Memphis, you know, you think of Memphis as this great defensive team. Right. 52, 41, 45, and 54 DraftKings points, averaging 31 real points per game, shooting 55% from the field and 46% from three. Unreal. This is like 
like BVP in baseball, right? Yeah, exactly. Just absolutely lights out against Memphis for whatever reason. I mean, we didn't see those kind of numbers against other good defensive teams, obviously. So no, for whatever reason, he really likes this matchup. So yeah. I'm going to trust those numbers. Um, we're not talking about one game, you know, four really solid games from him. 7,700 on FanDuel, 7,200 on DK. So I like Russell here. And Carl Anthony Towns has put up decent numbers, especially if you compare them to what Joel Embiid did against the Raptors. The numbers are similar, Embiid's quite a bit more. So I kind of like Carl Anthony Towns here. Um, I think Jokic is obviously going to get a lot of ownership at center, rightfully so. Uh, but I also think Embiid will, and I really think Towns is a better option than Embiid against the you know the matchup with the Raptors. Wow. Um, okay. He scored 45-plus DK points in three of his four games against Memphis, and Embiid had three games with 45 DK points or less against Toronto. So the pricing is right there um, for Towns, you know, to put up similar numbers to Embiid. And it's crazy. I don't know if you saw this on FanDuel. Did you see what they did? What's that? You can play Jokic, Towns, and Embiid in the same lineup now. Yeah. They put him at center power forward. All three. I don't understand. That's ridiculous. It's insane. So, you know, we thought the scoring was high before on FanDuel. It's just going to be through the roof. What's now. it going to take? 500 to win it? <laughs> yeah, really. It's 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 nuts. But anyway, I just thought that was crazy that they did that. So that's, yeah. that's going to be something that we're going to have to see how people, you know, use that utility like that. Uh, on Memphis, you know, Minnesota did a really good job against John Morant. They held him to an average of 38 DraftKings points in four games. He went for 56 in his first game against them. But after that, he only had 19, 37, and 40. So they really held him down. Um, and he's coming back from an injury. So I'm not sure I want to go to John Morant. Um, Jaron Jackson was the second best player for Memphis against Minnesota. He had six... Uh, He's 6,100 on FanDuel, 6,800 on DK. He averaged about 35 DK points against them. Um, scored 39 and 47 in the last two games against Minnesota. And uh, I like his price here. And I, I think that he'll probably be my my only play for Memphis. Interesting. Yeah, this, you know, this game is very intriguing because you know it's going to, you know, they're going to score and it's going to be mm -hmm. up and down. But there's a lot of contributors here. It's not like you can just zone in on a couple of guys. I mean, yeah. we've got that scenario with Russell Edwards and Towns that we always struggle with. And, you know, Beverly shows up for the playoffs. And, mm -hmm. you know, so they got a lot of tools there. And then it's Jaws not, you know, they didn't get to the best, second best record in the West just with one player. Jaw missed like a third of the season at least. Right. And, you know, Bain scores, Brooks can score, Jackson has some standout games, and Adams has smashed his number with rebounds and, and some points in games as well. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of contributors here, but, you know, I think a lot of people are going to have that, that same thought. I mean, you're going to get two schools of thought here on John Morant. One, he's not 100%. He's this, he's that. Is is he going to be, you know, able to to make that number at 9-8? Um, and then there's the other ones that, you know, maybe just be die are just diving in hard on DFS for the NBA playoffs and it's jaw yeah. and they're going to jump on them. So you'll get a little residual of both of those. I have a feeling that two things. One, I think jaw's fine. I think he's 100 percent. I think he could have played more 
down the stretch, mm-hmm. but they were like 18 and three or some insanity yeah, without him. And why, you know, tire the guy when he plays so damn hard, right. let him be a hundred percent for the playoffs. And I think he is mm-hmm. the other piece. Why I think he'll be lower owned than normal. Obviously you've got all the Embiid's and jokers and everything to pay up for, but people are going to see Pat Bev and think, okay, he's going to, yeah. you know, really be an irritant for jaw. But I'll tell you what, jaw is tough cover for Pat Bev. Mm-hmm. Pat Bev can harass a little bit better the Lucas and stuff because they're right. more stationary. You know, when you're dribbling and backing people down, you know, he's blowing in your ear and biting on you and pushing yeah. you and spitting on, you know, Pat Bev. Mm-hmm. But when you're jaw, you can't do that when somebody's by you before you even saw them. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and and I think what Pat Bev did to be effective, more effective on jaw early, very early in his career was he just let him shoot the three because he couldn't mm. shoot it. But now Jaw can make that shot. Yeah. And I think it's a tough cover for Pat Bev. So I think I'm going to get a super low owned Jaw Morant uh, okay. compared to everything else. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the highest scoring player in this game, which is the highest projected mm. total from Vegas. So okay. I'm, I'm pushing my chips in on Jaw today. I really right. like him. Um, other than that, you know, you can get a secondary guy if you can afford him, but no giveaways for Memphis. Right. You know, Bain Brooks Jackson, you know, 6'2 to 7'1 in that range. I don't mind Steven Adams at 5'6. I think that, you know, he can get to his number if you need to save money in that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you. The only, but for me, the only Timberwolf I, I like is D'Angelo Russell. Recency. Call it the BVP, like I said, of yeah. basketball. Some teams play better against certain other teams. Yeah. And maybe, you know, people are going to say, well, Dylan Brooks didn't play all the games when D'Angelo did all that well. I get that. But there's still a rotation there. Brooks probably is going to guard Edwards anyway. Bain is probably going to guard Russell. I would think that's mm-hmm. going to be the combination. So I, I think D'Angelo Russell at 7-2 is too cheap for the way yeah. he's performed against the Grizz. And he's my favorite T Wolf here. Yeah, yeah, and even if even if he doesn't get fifty, if he gets us thirty five to forty, we're still going to be good with that at his price. So you know, I'm with you, man. All right, let's hit game three. It's uh, a six p.m. Eastern game: Toronto Raptors, Philly seventy sixers. Philly favored by four and a half. It's a two sixteen total, one hundred five point seven five implied for Toronto, one ten point two five for the Philadelphia 76ers. Designations here, one, and I know this is going to affect your card tremendously. Charles Bassey is out. I don't even know who that is. (laughs) I don't even know who that is. (laughs) You don't know the great Charles Bassey, huh? The great Charles Bassey, no. And nobody is on the list for Toronto. So I'd say, you know, it's surprising how you have 9 million guys on those lists Mm -hmm. with legit, injuries and now yeah. nobody hmm. what do you think about this one i think it's going to be a fun series yeah yeah i think it's going to be a really good series you know for toronto it's interesting because you have van vliet at 7800 on fandle 7900 on dk he only played against the sixers once this year he had 54 dk points so he had a huge game 32 yeah. points six rebounds seven assists but pascal siakam didn't play in that game and then on the flip side, you have Siakam, who averaged 57 DraftKings points in three games against the Sixers. Right. But Van Vliet didn't play in any of those games. So yeah. 
<laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how those two play on the floor at the same time. Um, I kind of want to avoid both of them until I find out, honestly. I don't know if I'm going to play either one of them. I think Siakam's probably going to get a lot of ownership because of how he did against them. And I think right. it could be a trap because when Van Vliet's in there, it's going to take away from his usage. So yeah. especially at 9,800 on FanDuel, 8,900 on DK, I think Siakam's more of a play. Um, and then for the Sixers, you know, I like Tyrese Max. He's 5,900 on FanDuel, 6,400 on DK. He had 38 DraftKings points against Toronto on April 7th. Um, and then, like I said earlier, they did a really good job against Joel Embiid. So I don't know if I'm going to go there. He only got to 60 once and three times against Toronto. And we're going to need at least 60 from him uh, at his price. Uh, and James Harden, he kind of he kind of faded, you know, off the stretch of the last end of the season. He had less than 50 in four of his last six games. So I think I might be fading both Embiid and Harden on this slate. Wow. So this game's going to be one year lesser owned of the. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe Maxi and maybe Siakam um, on DraftKings. That's probably going to be it for me in this game. Yeah. Well, you know, the great debate on this card, probably for most people, I would assume is going to be, do you go with Embiid or do you go with the Joker? Yeah, you know, on DraftKings, Embiid's ten four, the Joker's ten six. So that is the big, the mm-hmm. big decision maker here. Um, there's a lot of scenarios as you look at the games that Toronto played Philly this year, and as you mentioned, some and I won't, you know, I could spend 15 minutes breaking that all out. But the bottom mm-hmm. line is, neither one of these teams really was at a hundred percent when they played each other, and some of it mm-hmm. was prior trade. So it's so hard to really grab a true look at what it's going to, you know, be on the floor. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's sort of a a new thing with all of these guys in there. And, you know, after the trade with Philly, with getting hard and everything. So I look at it this way. I, you know, I think the pricing is pretty cheap on the Toronto guys. So you Mm -hmm. can make some of these guys work. I mean, the fact that Barnes is under 7k now is, is a nice deal. You've got Siakam under 9k. And for goodness sakes, uh, Trent's under 6K, so and Van Vliet under 8. So they dropped mm-hmm. them all. Um, so you can definitely play some of these Toronto guys and feel good, you know, that you're not having to get their optimal performance, you know, right. that they've done. So I, I see some, some potential there. Um, you know, I sort of think Trent at 5'9", because he's probably going to get hardened defense, might be the best mm-hmm. value and the safest play as yeah. far as getting to his number. Um, you know what, though? I made this decision, and again, it's going to be, you know, you can call me CC today, contrarian coach, because um, I'm going to take him beat over the Joker, and it's mm. not going to be popular, and go ahead, send me the tweets that I'm crazy, crazy <laughs> coach, triple C, crazy contrarian coach. Um, I just think Embiid, you know, he's had, to me, an MVP season. I think he's healthy. He's completely zoned in. It's in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, Harden has definitely taken a back seat. So yeah. you've seen it, you know, more from day one. Harden is now, it's Embiid's team. Harden's going to contribute. He's going to be a big part of what they're doing. But it is Embiid's team. Plus, not as a knock on Harden. And if you're a Harden fan, it is what it is. He has not shown up for the playoffs very much in his really? career. Yeah. You look back at, at games he's played when they needed him to step up. 
he's had some of those real like three for 20 kind of games yeah. at times as a rocket and and on back. So mm-hmm. I just feel like it's, it's an Embiid's, Embiid's show. It's Embiid's okay. game. And I'm going, I'm going after him. And I, you know, the fact that I'm going to have Morant and Embiid in my lineup, and I think they're going to be both lower owned than they normally would be because yeah. of the other teams that are playing. I just feel like it gives me a strong edge and I don't feel like I'm overpaying. I mean, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid at 10-4 and the Joker at 10-6, to be honest, they both need to be north of 11K. They've been that yeah. dominant. So you're getting a decent price on those two guys. So Embiid's in there, maybe Trent on the other side. But I agree, I don't think this game is going to be super high scoring, and I don't want to have too much exposure. But, um, you know, if I can fit another value guy in, like a 6-4 Maxi. Or a mm-hmm. 6'9 Barnes, I'll do it. But, you know, it's going to take a little bit of juggling uh, to yeah. make that happen. Yeah. Did you see in the post game last night with uh, Charles Barkley? What uh, regarding? He called what? James Harden out. Yeah, he called him out. He, he said, where's the camera? And he looked directly at the camera and he said, James Harden, da 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 you know. You haven't been showing up in the playoffs. You got to stop going to the strip clubs and da 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 And this Woo-hoo. is the playoffs and get ready. And, yeah, he called him out. He really did. Well, will that have an effect? We will see. I don't yeah. know if anybody takes anything Charles Barkley says is serious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he thinks so, obviously, but, you know, yeah, he did. He called him I out. I totally agree with Charles, 100%. Yeah. It's funny. Well, we'll see how it happens. You know, there's there's no doubt. Uh, you know, he'll probably get some Ananobi defense, and, you know, he can play. He's tough defensively. He'll get right. up on you. So uh, that should be fun. All right, let's keep this cracking here. We have one game left. It's an 8.30 Eastern game, the Denver Nuggets-Golden State Warriors. Golden State by 6.5. It's a 2.22.5 total. 108 implied for Denver, 114.5 for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Injury designations here. Probable tag for Curry. He's in. He's going to play. The three guys out, we already know for Denver, no surprise, Compazzo, Murray, and Porter. So mm-hmm. a shame they don't have Murray and Porter for their uh, run, but, you know, they've played without them all year, so they're pretty used to that whole scenario. So uh, 222 and a half, I was surprised, you know, Denver-Golden State matchup would be the second highest total of the four. You don't usually see that yeah. in Golden State games, but uh, I don't know if that means – you know, Golden State's defense is waning a bit or if yeah. they're expecting, uh, you know, both of these teams to to hit some threes. What do you, what's your look? Um, you know, I, I do prefer Jokic over Embiid. I know we have a difference of opinion here, but. Well, most 12, people 000. will. I yeah. get it. Yep. Yeah. 12,000 on FanDuel, 10-6 on DK. So he's the most expensive player on both sites. Um, average 65 uh, DraftKings points against Golden State and four games against them. Scored yeah. 70 and 75 in two of those. Yeah. Uh, he just seems to put up the bigger numbers than Embiid. But I mean, you could absolutely be right. I mean, Embiid could go on a tear. You know, it's- well, I think it's, I mean, it's, I agree with you that Joker has a raw points edge here over Embiid. Mm-hmm. But my, my entire thing is ownership. ownership. Yeah. Yeah. I think Joker's going to be at least twice his own, probably yeah. almost two and a half times more owned than Embiid. And that, man, that shift, if Embiid can just match him, right. you, know, you you look 
you look like a champ in that scenario. But yeah. I get it, and I agree with you, and those numbers are overwhelming. There's no doubt. And now you're going to have, for the first time this year, where you can have both you know, Jokic and Embiid on FanDuel. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I, that is definitely an option. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Monty Morris is probably one of the only value plays I found on the whole slate. He's 4,600 on FanDuel, 4,900 on DK. He averaged thir- just under 32 DraftKings points in three games against Golden State this year. So he should be a little bit of a value play for me. Um, Steph Curry, of course, is coming back. He's listed as probable, but I'm 99% sure he's playing. He's 9,200 on FanDuel, 9,300 on DK. Um I think both he and Clay are going to step up. They haven't been in the playoffs since 2019 uh, when they were in the, you know, Toronto and the NBA finals. Wow. So they've been waiting a long time for this moment. I like both Steph and Clay, uh, especially Clay at 6,800 on FanDuel. I think that's a little bit too cheap for him. And uh, Draymond Green is the other play I like. He averaged 35 DraftKings points in three games against Denver with 45 and 44 in the last two. And Denver allowed the fourth most fantasy points to power forward. So uh, it's a good matchup for Draymond. Again, you know, he's kind of in that same boat with Steph and Clay being back in the playoffs. And I think he'll step up too. So I really like all three of those guys, but definitely Clay and Draymond for me. Nice, nice. Yeah, I you know, I think Draymond's a really good play at 6-1. He he will show up and get the minutes, I, I would assume. Uh, yeah. I think he's very doable at that price at 6-1. I don't I think it's very tough to to try to roll out Steph Curry with you know just coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't quite pull the trigger, but who knows? It's Steph Curry. I mean, he could right. make shots from anywhere blindfolded. So you know, the, the, the tough part is you can't really play Jordan Poole now. He's 8-3. Yeah, I know. And, yeah, it's just it's like that price eliminates him, and it's a shame because he's played such great ball down the stretch. I mean, you could play him, but I just don't see how you get to that that uh, price tag. Yeah. Um, you know, Clay at 6-8, I'd like. At 7-8, that's a little bit too much for me, so that's mm-hmm. going to be site-dependent. Um, and really, other than that, I'm with you. It's sort of a clay and green type thing uh, that makes the most sense. I like your point on Monty Morris. I mean, Bones Highland started chopping into his minutes and playing well. And it's surprising how people react when that happens. You know, it's right. like, okay, wait a minute, young fella. I still got some game. And at 4-9, that, yeah, I agree with you. And I think he's 4-6 on FanDuel. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a great value. He still should get the majority of point guard minutes. Right. And I think, you know, in a, in a, obviously a slate where there's no value, like we're used to having on these crazy slates we had down the stretch, mm-hmm. you've got to make some things work. And uh, sure. whether you have to roll out a, a four, nine Morris or with five, eight, Will Barton, although he's struggled down the stretch, I mean, you can, in desperation, last man in, if you're trying to, you know, if you are building a lineup with Embiid and the Joker, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but guys like Jeff Green at 3-6 or Kevon Looney at 3-4, not that I love those guys, but if they're going to get 25, 28 minutes and you have to fit in the salary, you know, it's yeah. you're going to have to make some not too uh, comfortable choices to make your salary work. It's that For simple. sure. Yeah. And so, you know, you can at least look at those guys. I don't think Bones is a bad play at 5-1. Um, no. I think he'll get minutes. I, I wouldn't play Morris and Bones together because you're going to have to really be rooting for one side or the other there to get additional minutes. 
Right. But, you know, this is actually my least favorite game of the four because you've got some experienced guys that have been there several times. I mean, mm -hmm. Green and the, you know, the Joker now, and obviously all of this, the Golden State guys, Curry, Thompson, Green, et cetera, Wiggins, they've all had runs in the playoffs. They're yeah. veterans. They're going to D it up. They're, you know, right. I think it's going to be more of an old-fashioned, uh, you know, playoff game than than the others so mm -hmm. uh, i think this could be even though it's the third highest total uh could struggle a little bit for um you know dfs points and both of these coaches have been around too so they're going to use yeah. their bench a little more mm -hmm. you're going to see austin rivers in there and cousins and then you'll see pool and porter and Igadal and peyton in there yeah the other side so i think there'll be more bench use from these two teams and and therefore I think taking a little bit away from the sting of, of, of how, you know, being able to have those top guys in there for big minutes. Right. All right, man, we got to keep the, the truck moving here. Let's get on FanDuel. We promised uh, a built build here of our, um, do you want nice to do my FanDuel account? What's second. that? You want to do prize picks first or no? Let's save that for last. Last. Okay. That's gonna bring home all the money. Our two players gonna win <laughs> you 10 grand today. So you just gotta bet heavy to win heavy, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> all right. NBA, two brains are better than one. We're building this lineup. And before you can stump me, I'm taking Joel Embiid 11 3 at center. Okay. Because now that you can play Joker and Embiid, crafty little fan duel. I like the way they made this happen. Let's yeah, let's, let's see uh, if we can make this work. It's cool. Okay. Let's. Oh, my Alexa has decided to talk here. Uh oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Alexa wants me to unplug and, and replay my Embiid pick. I think. <laughs> I'm going right, to say go Monte ahead. Morris at 4,600. Monte, 4,600? Yeah. Well, wait. Hold on. I took the Joker, so. Oh, you you I, took the Joker? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. So I I'm went sorry. ahead and took, I went ahead and took uh, Morris, too. Damn, Alexa interrupting our, our deal yeah. here. Um, okay, so we got to go dirt cheap city the rest of the way with these two big fellas in there. I don't know what we can afford and what we can't now. Um, how about a 5,900 Tyrese Maxey? Okay. I think we can make this work. Well, if we can't, we can take the Joker out, but I think it's going to be kind of a nice lineup. Yeah, I've got another pick. I'll make two in a row. Gary Trent's only 5,600. Okay. So that still keeps us over 5,000 a guy. Mm hmm. It's going to get a little stingy here, but what else you got? I'm going to take. Yeah. I got not, another one. You may not like this, but he's going to start. So I'm going to take Matisse Thibel at 4,000. Oh, I hate that play, but that's okay. I'll take Dwight Powell 4,900. Okay. Matisse Thibel is painful for me, but I, I accept your your <laughs> choice begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. So we, so we have shooting guard, small forward, 
58.50 a piece. That's not bad. How about Desmond Bain for 5,900? I was actually thinking even cheaper than that was D'Anthony Melton, but do you think he'll get minutes? I would feel more comfortable with Bain. Well, yeah, for sure. I would too. Because you still can go Andrew Wiggins or Bogdanovich at small forward. Or Barnes. Yeah, I Barnes is 55. Barnes. Huh? Barnes is 55. That's, that's, that's a misprice. Yeah. He's got to be 100% owned here at 55. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. We have 300 good. to spare if you want to reconsider that uh, error of judgment in the Matisse Thibel choice. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you if, know, he's going to have the game of his career. That's right. Sure. He's going to shut down Siakam. <laughs> uh, if you want him, that's fine. You want to stick with this for now? We can always change it later. Yeah, we've got 6,200 left. Did we pick somebody? Yeah. I, I, we, I took. Uh, Here's what I have with $300 to spare. I have Morris, Maxi, Trent, and Bain, Thibel and Barnes. Okay. Yeah. The Joker and Powell and Embiid. Okay. I'm Does that gonna, make sense? Yeah, but I think I'm going to. Um, you're going to make a switch? Yeah, I think You're giving so. away the optimal lineup here. Now you're going to switch off of it. <laughs> who you who you benching? Um, maybe not. I think our team's good here. Okay, so we have we have two Denver guys. We have uh, three Philly guys, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have uh, let's see, two Toronto, one Den, two Denver. So no Golden State. That's going to be contrarian right there. Yeah, we got gold. We shut out Golden State like they weren't even playing. Yeah. And that no would come Utah, back to haunt us. No Utah and no. And no Utah. No Minnesota. Wow. Yeah. Well, we're going to be Denver, Philly, and Toronto fans, it looks like. Well, we're really going to be is, is Jokic and Embiid fans. So I would say. They'll have to carry the, the load for sure. How, how popular do you think putting both in there is going to be today? Is that going to be the thing now? I don't know because there's so many, you know, popular players on this slate that I don't – I wouldn't think so. I mean, because you can't play Curry. You can't play Clay Thompson. You can't play Carl ja. Jones. You can't play Ja. You can't play um, – Mitchell, you can, I mean, there's there's quite a few guys that you can't harden. You can't play any of those guys if you do. I'll tell you what, though. I have those two, one, two in raw points for this slate. Jokic and Embiid. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that you can actually play them both. Yeah, I just think it's cool that we haven't been able to do that all year. So. No, and I think a lot of people are going to do it. I'm probably going to do it because on FanDuel, you're not going to be able to do it on DraftKings or no. else you're going to have to. You'll have to take like Bones, you know, Bones being your third best player yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So, all right, man, let's get this out there so the people can hear what's happening. Okay. Um, any final word? Oh, prize picks. Yeah. We See, almost, we almost forgot after all of those shenanigans. Yeah. What is right, your so. top prize picks play of the day, buddy? 
My top prize picks play, and this was the play that I was trying to maneuver to maybe go to, was going to be D'Angelo Russell in our in our FanDuel lineup. But I like our lineup the way it is now. So D'Angelo Russell is at 18 and a half um, mm-hmm. real points, and he averaged 31 against Memphis this year. So, okay. I mean, it's almost half of what he averaged. So, you know, if he was at 25, 26, I probably wouldn't take it. But at 18 and a half, I just feel like, it's a no-brainer for me. Um, he shot, like I said, 55% from the field and 46% from three. And I do expect regression. I don't think he's going to get 31, but if you know if he gets us 20, we're good. So I agree. I think that's a good play. For me, it's going to be Jalen Brunson, PRA 30 and a half. Uh, I mean, he's going to be the the little engine that could here. Uh, I mm-hmm. think he'll be the main guy. Dinwiddie, you know, as his running mate, but the ball's going to be in Brunson's hands. He does volume shoot when when Luca's out. He's a good assist man, and he grabs you a few rebounds and stuff too. So I think he gets to that thirty and a half uh, pra over for Jalen Brunson. All right, I like it. I do. Like All right, it. my friend, appreciate it. Good stuff. Hopefully, we uh, get this out there in time enough for everybody to take a good listen. Mm-hmm. And then uh, check us out later today for uh, some baseball uh, podcasts as well. Again, thank you to our sponsor, Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com, sign up with the promo code Coach Talk. They will match you dollar for dollar for the first hundred. And if you want more of this, we're going to be in Discord all day. We're going to give you our lineups, we're going to give you some more prize picks plays. Just go to dfscoachtalk.com. You can try us out for as little as three days for 10 bucks. And you can sign up. We'll have you in Discord in a matter of a minute. So that is it. Enjoy this. I've been waiting for it for a long time. It's finally here. We have the NBA playoff series starting today. Yes, sir. All right. Have a great day, everyone. And certainly we'll be back again tomorrow. I'll be uh, on here with Deb. She's back from vacation. She's rested up. She's got some good winners for you tomorrow. So we'll be back uh, to do the same scenario um, tomorrow. So thanks yeah. for joining us. Great. Have great luck today and all of the different DFS sports that you have going on this weekend. And we'll be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS. <laughs>